This meeting is being recorded. Speaking of that, let's make fun of it now. Let's get the show on the road. You heard that music. (laughs) Put on our funny hats. All righty, let's do that. Now that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right, everybody. This is the podcast that sounds funny. And this is the week of July 5th, 2022. Uh, it's season two, show 35, episode 87. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith. Terry. And I'm here too, Jill. It's like you have R2-D2 in the room here with you, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Or something. But yeah, just before I hit the record button, Terry said he had some what, bad news or sad news. Hopefully it's not funny or sad news. Yesterday we had people over, my stepdaughter come over for 4th of July. We swam in the Green Lagoon, and I call my swimming pool. Is it still and, green? Uh, yes. Well, it's not as slippery as it was. It's, it's almost good. But uh, I'm having problems because I got the, this cartridge filter this year. Mm. And so, but I do have a sand filter that's being repaired. So hopefully I'll get it. Uh, but my wife, she thought she was buying chlorine tablets and she bought chlorine tablet stabilizer. Oh, well, I don't know what the difference <laughs> I put is. Three, three, of those, three of those things in my floater in the swimming pool the next day and they were all gone. Oh. And I'm like, what happened? You know, because chlorine, the chlorine tablets, they still last in there for a week hmm. <laughs> before it dissolved completely. But these things were gone overnight. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so that's the bad news. Green, huh? <laughs> I put three of them in my I put three in another. I put three of them in my floating duck. And I set it loose in the pool later in the day my stepdaughter was reading the bucket said that's that's chlorine it's like that stuff dissolves you know it hmm. helps to keep the chlorine in the water you know oh. um, you're supposed to put one of those in a chlorine tablet in your floating thing but anyway so then you know we were eating and my wife bought this chicken it was pre-season stuff, so they're eating it. It's spicy, so then they can't eat it, so they're putting it all on my plate immediately. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of spicy. <laughs> Listen, so you then, with the grandpa, he'll eat anything. <laughs> so then they were all getting ready to leave and go you know, see fireworks and stuff, and so then my stepdaughter, we'll call her Erin, <laughs> see mom i don't feel good and so then we took her temperature she had a hundred and one degree temperature hmm. and i told my wife you need to take her to the emergency room oh it's just a fever i go yeah uh sure well she took her to the emergency room guess what she's got covid oh great and so now we're on five 
days of isolation, quarantine. Yeah. Which means I can't go to my doctor point. I then called the doctor. That's why I wasn't on here right away. I had to reschedule my doctor appointment I had tomorrow. I'm going to have to cancel my appearance at our uh, party on Thursday. Uh, I will go to the party. That's my sad news. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the sad news. So, so sad for you, but happy for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to listen to me talk or nothing. And <laughs> I guess we won't be playing bingo either. I got all the bingo stuff. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. No bingoing. We just pulled it out of the garage. At least yeah. a dollar. Well, you're playing we, used to play, we used to play bingo at George's family reunion. I mean, we just played for like a nickel. You want to play, you give a nickel each time, you know, and everybody won. Whoever won at the end won all those nickels. Give a nickel uh, every time a number is called. No, just every card. Like you, you cover your card with nickels, Terry. That's it. <laughs> and whoever loses, they dump their cards into the bowl. Because <laughs> you're just doing it for fun. You're not doing it, like I said, to become a millionaire. Yeah, but just well, James yeah, Howard. The last time we played there at uh, the Winter Township, all that time he went down there with like twenty five bucks. You know. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, he was a lucky dog that day. It's nice to have have something to walk away with. It's not like you went into big bucks. I don't know how much they play for it when they play the actual bingo at places, but it's it's nice to walk away with a little bit of money in your pocket. But anyhow, does uh, Jill have anything to talk about? Or well, we watched the fireworks on the TV last night um, from Texas, from Houston, Texas. And of course, we heard them from all around the neighborhood too. <laughs> yeah, I heard going all kinds of neighborhood fireworks on Sunday and uh, oh, yeah. uh, Monday and Tuesday, or yeah, Sunday and Sunday and Monday it was going off around yes. here. And yesterday was my grandson's birthday. I forget if he's seven or eight though. Hmm. So happy birthday, Nolan! <laughs> yeah, I, I have a have a late breaking Fourth of July. Uh, uh, public service announcement. You know how come there's not really any 4th of July knock-knock jokes? Because freedom rings! (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so funny. (laughs) But yeah, I don't have. Oh, Terry just dropped off. Uh oh. I, I know his connection was unstable. Maybe he'll realize it and come back. But anyway, um, I got a couple of things, but the only thing I really want to mention now is last week, my youngest son, we swapped vehicles <laughs> so he could take, <laughs> he could take his uh, kids on a vacation. They were not out to Kansas and back. They went to go visit his brother and, and wife out there. And maybe even your daughter, but I don't know about that. No, they, she's in Michigan right now. Oh, but they, they camped along the way. They went to like Merrimack Caverns. And being a truck driver, he drives past Uranus, Missouri all the time. And he sees this sign at Uranus, Missouri 
that he always wants to stop and he never gets the chance. So he's like, I'm going to stop there. And so he, he bought some fudge at the Uranus fudge factory. <laughs> and he gave me a call and says, you want some fudge from Uranus? I'm like, for my anus? No, no, for Uranus. Yeah, Uranus, no my anus. <laughs> so did he bring you some home? So yeah, I got some Uranus fudge. Did it uh, smell like fudge or did it smell like something from it, Uranus? It, 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 come, <laughs> it, it comes in little squares, not little logs, just so you know. <laughs> not round but it is soft it's a very soft fudge it's mm. i mean whenever mom would make it and other people usually it's kind of firm you know yeah but, uh it's it's really good they have different flavors there's light fudge dark fudge brown fudge purple right, peanut fudge. butter fudge and mint yeah. fudge oh yeah yeah the the one robin sampled was like a chocolate mint and i had like a mm. It was like a combination, like brown and dark. Um, and I forget, I think Chris had some. <clears throat> I conveniently had it after all the kids had dinner. I ran upstairs because they like to eat and run. <laughs> so if we happen to have something like that for dessert, it's like, oh, I guess you miss out. You ran over from the table. <laughs> they took off too quick. They don't get this deliciousness. They didn't eat nothing from my anus. I mean, Uranus. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a strange factory to have there in a town called that. <laughs> well, uh, it's just they're asking to be made fun of. Uh, yeah, and I think that <laughs> I, I think that may be why they uh, did that is just for the making fun of. <laughs> wow, well. I'm sure the town has been there for a while, and probably some fudge factory is like. Let's look for a town with a funny name. There we go. <laughs> we'll go there. What kind of a silly routine is this? <laughs> now cut that out! Well, we seem to still be Terryless, and it's time for our random topic, <laughs> which works out better if there's more than just you to do a random topic with. <laughs> uh, kind of hard to do one of our topics that way well maybe we can let it accidentally land on the holidays <laughs> yeah spin the wheel oh, oh look number three hey it's a holiday let's do that <laughs> let's see July holidays. July, and today's the fifth, but then you got to pick another number between what, one and seven. Do you want to just pick a number or what? Let's go with uh, four. Four? All righty. Well, let's see. We like to go. Today's the fifth is one, two, three, four, right? Yeah. That will be July 8th, Friday. I love this little fat boy. And um, on July 8th is Be a Kid Again Day. Okay. <laughs> ah. So get out there and act like a child on Friday. It is Math 2.0 Day. Why would you want to have that for? <laughs> huh. 
I guess while you're being a kid, you can enjoy some math once again. <laughs> Divide them fractions and multiply them back out. Uh, it is National Chocolate with Almonds Day. <laughs> so if you're in Uranus, Missouri, buy some fudge. It's chocolate with almonds. Yeah. Uh, National Sky Day. I think it's what it said. Awareness, lifestyle. Uh, it's either if your name is scott or it could be scott toilet paper <laughs> it's a uh, national sco scud day s-c-u-d oh i guess a, a scud missile that's a fun day I, I i do not know what that, that makes scud so fun <laughs> you gotta dodge them Audio now unmuted. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, oh, now I can hear you. Yeah, we're in the middle yeah. of a random topic. Uh, Friday the 8th is National Video Game Day. And that's all we got on that day. So there we go. Now, I do happen to know that July has some interesting month holidays. Wait a minute. It's like National Picnic Month, which also includes National Hot Dog, National Watermelon, National Baked Beans, National Ice Cream, National Blueberry. Mm. <laughs> um, Everything you need on a picnic. You're not a very bright college boy, are you, Whit? Anyway, we'll move on into news topic, time. and Terry can go first while he's here. <laughs> uh, while he has. <laughs> Hello. Well, we're recording right now, and you're on it. Hi, Steve. I heard you. It's our, it's our long lost brother. Uh oh. He's really quiet, though. Can you put him on speakerphone? Speaker. Can you hear me any better? Just a little bit. Can you hear me any better? Just a little bit. I got you sitting on my laptop. Word. I was wondering if if butt crack is one word or or two. I was wondering if I should spread them apart. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it's from Earth Oddity. <laughs> I don't know. I might have heard it there. I don't remember where I heard it. But then uh, uh, the other one is uh, everybody at Taco Bell smokes weed and rolls joints, but they don't know how to roll a burrito. <laughs> It's like a big joint. That's why I know all this. You just tuck in the end. If you just want to edit some of that out so it sounds good on the podcast, but yeah, maybe you can cut out some of all the stuff, other conversations. And no, we're going to leave it off how it is. <laughs> Make it to your lovely voice. But we're on our way to Vandalia, and I got it. Stalkers, more. stalkers, hunt him down. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. He's going to prison. <laughs> yeah, after that joke. 
<laughs> Goes in and out of prison all day. Got, got vending in there. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you go. So you guys can get on with your podcast. Okay, we're into the news. news. All right, yeah. bye. Well, right. our first phone in call, well, second yeah. phone in caller, Rhonda yeah. got us that one week. Yeah. Well, so you got a news item to start us off with, or what? Uh, let me get there. Let me go uh, bookmark one. I got a story. A company offers homeowners $1,000 to release 100 cockroaches in their house. Oh. Right, wow. <laughs> uh now, why would they do that for? <laughs> a pest control company wants to test out its new experimental cockroach killing uh, service. <laughs> Sailor, I can't do it. You tell her. Thanks loads. Five or six homeowners they're looking for. And... Now, why can't they find five or six homeowners that already have cockroaches? Why do they need to release more? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think these are, uh, they, they have to be a specific American cockroach. Yeah, made in American <laughs> cockroaches, not the Mexican Some of these cockroaches. Are German cockroaches, and they don't understand English when we tell them to get the <laughs> heck out of our house. I cleaned that up. I almost said a bad word. <laughs> And wow, I would not want any of them. All in the my treatments house. are pets and family safe, safe even for a baby's tender skin. And you must not attempt to try any additional cockroach treatments. And oh, two thousand dollars, they'll pay you. And then, uh what if their stuff don't work though, and then you're stuck with their stinking cockroaches? I know. <laughs> I didn't have them before, and your crap didn't work. Well, that's probably how they plan to get rid of. That's probably how they plan to get rid of all their cockroaches. <laughs> We're gonna bring ours to your house so you can have them. I don't want them anymore. <laughs> They're turning still your accepting. house into a roach motel. <laughs> They're still accepting applications until July 31st. They're going to keep mm. on accepting it because I got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Mine's cockroach free as far as I know. I would find none in my house. My, my one stepdaughter hasn't been here around, so we're cockroach free. Well, so what you got, Joe? I forgot. My first odd news story is about an alligator. That was um, on a golf course in Florida. Imagine the that. man was lining up his shot. Um, I don't know much of language of golfing, so I'm not sure what I'm going to be saying here, <laughs> what that means exactly. But it he was, was like lining, the lining alligator his opened his mouth and he hit it in and it came out his butt. No, no, no. Like the alligator off. is coming up behind this guy. Oh, yeah, I read that one. Yeah. It yeah. happened in Punta Gorda, Florida. 
and he was lining up his shot uh, to, I guess, to get it into the hole. Yeah. He was put. And see, they think the alligator was trying to cross the golf course to get to the other side. Haha. <laughs> to the, um, the pond that was on the other side was bigger. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, sneaking up behind this guy. I think I would have jumped pretty big if I knew there's an alligator behind me. But he did <laughs> Instead get his... of a putt, he made a long drive. <laughs> Whack! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm trying to... Yeah, he was 15 feet behind him whenever uh, he made his shot. I guess turned around and and uh, you could hear there's a video and somebody on the video is saying that they've already got their foursome Hmm. We're full, go away, keep walking, you know, talking to the alligator. Sir, I know not who you are, but uh, you and your costume amuse me mightily. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all my like, stories today were about alligators. I thought, there. wow, there's quite a few things going on with alligators this last week. Well, <clears throat> to kind of... Uh... Return to the uh, cockroach story. <laughs> NASA, give us back our moon dust and cockroaches. <laughs> so I want you fellas to smile and be just as sweet as you possibly can. Uh, apparently, they want their cockroaches back instead of giving them away. But in Boston, uh, NASA wants, of course, the moon dust and cockroaches back. Um the space agency has asked a Boston-based uh, auction company um, to stop the sale of moon dust that was collected during the 1969 Apollo uh, mission. It had subsequently been fed to cockroaches during an experiment to determine if the lunar rock contained any sort of pathogen, in other words, poison, Simply devastating. That would pose a threat to terrestrial life. So they did an experiment where they fed the dust to see if the roaches would die. Um, the material, a lawyer wrote in a letter, still belongs to the federal government. The material from the experiment, including a vial with about 40 milligrams of moon dust and three cockroach carcasses, was expected to sell for at least $400,000. Wow. Wow. So that's like I think they should send some cockroaches to the moon to see if they can live up there. Yeah. So that's like 100000 for the dust and 100000 each for the cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> but has, it has been pulled from the auction block. Um, but all Apollo samples, uh, as stipulated in this collection, belong to NASA, and no person, university, or other entity has ever been given permission to keep them after analysis, destruction, or other use, especially for a sale of individual display, said this lawyer's letter. So <laughs> it, the letter goes on with more bunch of legalese stuff, but basically uh, no one ever gave them that stuff to own. They let them put it on display and they're now trying to sell it or something. Uh, yeah, trying to sell something somebody gave you just to show? 
Either moon dust is poisonous to cockroaches or something. Maybe that's what that other place is going to give you cockroaches. They're going to come around and spray moon dust off yeah, of your house. Yeah, moon dust ro- roach poison. They worked on those three. They'll work on 2,000 more. Yeah. <laughs> Save 31 cents on the giant economy size. At least that's what they're hoping. Uh, back Makes me Terry. hungry. Yeah. Back to Terry. Makes me hungry. <laughs> Gotta eat some roaches or moon dust. <laughs> Down in Mexico, a team of chefs prepared the Mexican world record of a 629.4 pound hamburger. Oh, just enough for you, huh? In, in Mexico, <laughs> I thought you were say burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, and let me in. One side, or I'll open your head. Uh, apparently, they want to take our hamburgers too. And uh, they they went to they beat the previous years. They doubled it. The previous year, the hamburger they put together was uh, three hundred pounds, but they're wanting to beat the. Uh, the the world's the world's biggest. See, this is the biggest one in Mexico, but not really. Can't really say world record because it's not the world record. World record one is in, but was made in Germany, <coughs> and it was, it was. Uh, here it goes, two thousand five hundred and sixty-six pounds. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so young and beautiful. Wow, and nine ounces. <laughs> oh, I guess you so got ounces in there. That was set in Germany in 2017. And Terry ate it. <laughs> and that's well, for, for reference, there's about a thousand pounds of meat on the average cow. So that's like two cows plus nine ounces. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder when they're making it, is it on a bun or is it just a big hamburger patty? Yeah, I don't know. And then they say they, they cooked it up there. They assembled it to like accuracy. It. It's like, well, I would think that would mean they made it into a sandwich. Well, wow. they, it, it says it took them 10 minutes to cook. So they couldn't have put it all. They had to like cooked it, stuck it together, cooked because but then they cut it all apart and, you know, and then, you know, sold it or gave it all the. Well, uh, that would take stuff. one giant skillet. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm wondering how they cook something that big. Big magnifying glass in the sun <laughs> out of Mexico. <laughs> well, I, I, earlier in the week, oh, July 4th, yesterday, was it was National yeah. Fry and Egg on the Sidewalk Day. So maybe <laughs> being summer, they took the hammer out and fried it on the sidewalk because it was so hot. Yeah. It well, it's going to be 100 degrees today. And everybody yeah. likes these new black stones that they have. They probably just took it out and put it on the blacktop parking lot. Uh, and... yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they would have flipped it over, though. Yeah, the, the hamburger was invented in Germany, you know, in Hamburg, Germany. So I, I could see how the Germans would make the world record burger, but looks like Mexico is trying to sneak up on him. Huh? Something should be done to help him. They're getting a good heads. They're getting a start going. They're going to have to 
go a little bigger, though, to beat the world record. Yeah, a little ways to go. A couple more cows in there. Yeah. So you got something. Well, my next odd news story, if you're done with your hamburgers, is another alligator story. But this one happened in St. Louis. Some strange things have turned up. Somebody in St. Louis has a pet alligator. And it got out of its outdoor aquarium um, Saturday night, it said. So I'm assuming this would have been last weekend when there was a big rainstorm that came through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got out and started wandering the neighborhood, I guess. And so the police were called in with the animal control to catch this alligator. It was only a two foot long alligator. It says you can own alligators in Missouri just not in the city of St. Louis. Why should she take that attitude? Some person in every block, in every town and city in the United States is doing exactly the same thing. Uh, and if they're over eight feet long, you have to have a permit for an alligator. But this one was only two to two and a half foot long. And uh, the, didn't say, because to us, St. Louis is the whole big area over there, we know. But there's lots of little towns and suburbs, so... Right. This person must have lived in one of the little surrounding areas of the city of St. Louis. See, the, the, the alligator escaped because it was marching ground because green lives matter. <laughs> it was trying to go to the zoo and see its relatives. Maybe. <laughs> but other than that, it didn't do anything crazy. He just escaped and had to be recaptured. But I thought, well, that happened in St. Louis. I never knew somebody local would have a pet alligator. So incredible. Didn't go to the golf course or nothing like that. But we seem to be on a roll with alligator and cockroach stories. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of creepy things this week. Uh, but I don't have another alligator or cockroach story. I, I had to read this headline because it didn't make sense to me at first. It says, pair face finds after taking raccoon, raccoon into pet store. And I thought, what is a pear face find? <laughs> does, it, does it something that has a face like a pear? It's like, oh, wait a minute, I get it. A pair, a couple of people, oh. they face being fined because they took a raccoon to a pet store. <laughs> Surely you've seen things like this before. That's, what the, that's how that translates out. Uh, in Attica, NY, in New York, uh, a man and woman faced fines of $500 each after they took a raccoon to a pet store to shop for food. Uh, he was hungry. <laughs> yeah, raccoon's hungry. Let's not mess with food. But a, a store worker ratted them out. Um, a state department or environmental police officer got an urgent call from the Erie County Department of Health about a potential rabid raccoon. Wait a minute, a rabbit or a raccoon? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh, the health department said the couple had brought a raccoon to the pet store for food and supplies, and a store employee contacted authorities. Suppose I don't care to walk into a pretty obvious trap. Raccoons are considered dangerous wild animals because they are known to carry and transmit the deadly rabies virus. 
The officer used uh, store surveillance video uh, and license plate information to locate the couple. Uh, and they were each charged with unlawfully possessing a wild animal, which is subject to a $500 fine. The raccoon was confiscated from the company. Oh, one more time here. The raccoon was confiscated from the couple, from the couple was euthanized and tested for rabies. Thanks. That's more like it. Aww. A test that could only be performed on an animal after it has died. The test. And he was just hungry. They killed him. Poor little the thing. The test was <laughs> negative. So they killed a poor little defenseless, innocent raccoon who was not even sick at all. Just because. He was just hungry. <laughs> he was hungry and his mommy and daddy wanted to feed him. Which is hmm. kind of, I mean, I, I could, I get it. I mean, it, it doesn't say how the couple had the raccoon. Maybe they found it when it was a little tiny baby raccoon. I'm sure it's not like they found some big monster raccoon to get digging in their trash can. Oh, how cute. Let's take this giant creature into our house as a pet. <laughs> I would be worried about that. But it's their pet, and they were just trying to feed it. And you can't tell if it has rabies. They could have just let it go under observation. They could have said, how long have you had this creature? We've had it for 10 years. Yeah. You know? And they were taking him to see what his favorite food was. Maybe they had, uh, like at Sam's, you could go in and sample yeah. pet food that day. <laughs> yeah. They had a little <laughs> kibble on a toothpick. Here, you go try this one. <laughs> I, I I haven't been to a pet store in a long time, and I have taken my guide dog in whenever I've had him. But I don't know. Do, do people take pets to the pet store? Yeah, you can take yeah. them, and you can take your dogs to Lowe's and Home Depot and different stores now, okay. because everybody's got their um, little service animal. Service animals. That's what I was trying to think of. Their so comfort dog. Yes, they're allowed <laughs> in lots was of their different stores raccoon, now, and they kill their pet. And they charge them five hundred bucks a piece. <laughs> Some places don't care. You know, you could as long as they're on a leash. But then, if it's a place where there's food, you're not supposed like in a convenience store. You you can carry you can carry if you can carry your dog in, then you can bring it in. I'm going to carry in my <laughs> mastiff, <laughs> my Saint Bernard. <laughs> I'd be riding him like a horse. Tell him I can whip him with one hand tied behind my back. Well, back on Terry, if you got something. Okay, I've got one. In Iowa. Excuse me. Uh, uh, let's see, how does it go? Uh, in Iowa, there is a head a headstone in an Iowa cemetery is drawing controversy. And residents noticed that the family had included a hidden profanity in the grave markers engravement. And I have hidden profanity? Oh, such silliness. No, by George. Instead of such silliness, it's a case of such smartness. And I will I will read it to you. Uh, you can read is, it. He can always this is a quote. This is a quote. <laughs> the family of Stephen Paulo who died at fifty nine in September 2021, the 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 hidden message in the tombstone is is uh, 
It's meant as a tribute, not as an insult to their departing relative. <clears throat> I will read what it says, but the way that it was formatted, you know, can only go so many spaces. If you take the first letter of the of each line, it spells out the word F U C K O F F. The stranger things than that have happened in the Far East, Miss Lane. And so uh, it said, forever in your hearts, until we meet again, cherished memories, known as your son, brother, father, papa, uncle, friend, and cousin. So hmm. I think I skipped a word in there somewhere. But yeah, that's an important that one, probably. <laughs> we'll have to map that out and see how if we can recreate that. You can do it again. That's no, okay. <laughs> but hmm. he, uh, if you have it formatted, just read each line and pause, read a line and pause. Yeah, but it's not that way on the here, but it was a, it was a term of endearment. <laughs> it's a term of endearment to him, huh? Right, right. <laughs> If he said yeah. that to you, admit he loves. He he loves you if he says that those words at you. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's certainly extraordinary. If he didn't like you, he wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> oh. All right, the, then. The, <laughs> the Camp Town Board of Trustees is trying to get the headstone removed, and the board said it is not allow profanity on the headstones because other people in the cemetery have the right of decency afforded to them. Well, technically it wasn't profane. It was just a statement. It was just formatted. So the first letter right. spelled they, something. They probably just wanted that put on there, but then maybe they did see that it would do that. And they thought it would be funny if anybody ever caught it, you know, if, you know, but, uh, like hmm. an inside joke or something. Somebody like just went there and said, Oh, look at that. <laughs> you know, over in the Wanda Cemetery here, uh, one of Ricky Teller's brothers is buried over there. He died as a young teenager. And he's got a big old long, like, uh, just a big, I don't know, like a story. Eulogy or, or something on his tombstone? Bible verse, I don't know what. But man, it's called, it takes up one whole side of the tombstone and stuff. It's like, huh. I haven't. I don't know what it says anymore, but anyway, that's why I go there and feel the engraved letters. What do you want on your tombstone? What do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni, sausage, pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) I want dirty words. Yeah, so you go to a a cemetery one day and you see a tombstone that says Jill Kelly pepperoni and sausage. What does (laughs) that mean? That's what you said she wanted. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. What does it mean? Um, well, maybe that guy, you know how some people, once you start using <laughs> that word, they say it's addictive. Maybe it was one of those people that used that word every other word. Yeah. Use it, you know, regularly. Anyway. That old man's the suspicious one human I ever knowed in my life. Long. Yeah, but he ain't the smartest fella I ever seen either. Um, who's moving next? on, yeah. I do have one more crazy alligator story. And then, well, this one happened in Florida again in Kings Kingsland, Florida. 
this alligator was tanning on somebody's patio and uh, the lady couldn't leave her house. And so she called the police and they asked the alligator to go somewhere else. <laughs> excuse me, alligator, you must leave. That'll be uh, $10,000. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, but you need to go tan somewhere else. But they caught it with the uh, animal control and released it in a river that was close by. So that was just a quick one. I just thought, wow. All these alligators this week, I might as well use them all up. That character always trying to worry me. Uh, I can imagine the police coming up tapping on this alligator. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be evicted from this patio. Go find somewhere else warm and soak in the sun. You don't have to go back to the swamp, but you can't stay here. Yeah. Move along, (laughs) nothing to see. Well, that was fun. What do we do now? <laughs> well, I don't have any more. I thought I did. So back on Terry, if you got something. Okay. I've got one that's just perfect for Jill and all her alligator stories. <laughs> there you go. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, a, a, a phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> Late breaking news. Uh this just in. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, a unique home, uh, a replica of the Jetsons home is for sale. Oh. The saucer-shaped home like the Jetsons. Rosie the robot. And uh, it is uh, Astro it all. Unique, unique house for sale in Tulsa. Strong attention online resemblance to the saucer shaped home of the Jetsons. It is a uh, two. I think it's only. Um, it is up on stilts, too, like a Jetson house is. It's like <laughs> way up high in the sky. It's you uh, fly into it with your flying car. And they, they show the home, and it's on a TikTok video as well. The house features its own elevator that takes you up. It doesn't say how far up, but it takes you up to the to the residence of the saucer-shaped house. The main floor, it has windows on all four sides uh, with a breathtaking view of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Skyline and the listing, you can see all around, you know, the whole you know, perimeter. Ah. Look, over there is Spacely Sprocket. <laughs> it's a two bedroom, three, two bedroom and three bathroom home. I guess you have to have that extra bathroom in case your guests puke from altitude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's four hundred fifteen thousand bucks if you want to buy it. Wow! All right, I want to buy it. I want to buy it. If they have a treadmill out there, it's just 
Jade, give me walk a dog. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering <laughs> about that. I was going to ask. Yeah, he was always stuck on the treadmill with <laughs> Astro. Astro. Astro, Rorge. Rorge. And, but it, uh, I can't even do it anymore. Well, that's all there is to it. But I was like, well, that's weird. It's got two bedrooms and three baths. Just, yeah. Uh, you think it had three bedrooms because there was Judy and Jane and Elroy? No, El- was that his name? Judy and Elroy was Roy, the Elroy. And George and Jane were mm-hmm. the parents. Yeah. yeah. But where did Rosie the robot sleep? In the closet. Uh, they have that big TV with <laughs> Mr. Charging Spacely Sprockets yeah. on there. Mr. Spacely. Everything. And so that's what I got there. The biggest jets that's out far up off the ground in front of alligators and everything. Yeah. Patterns by Avon reflects a new kind of world happening now all around you. Avon's Patterns is a new fragrance in collectible forms. New colors in transparent lipsticks. Patterns, Avon's newest beauty fashion, is as alive and fashiony and forward-moving as you. Ask your Avon representative about the new fragrance and colors in patterns. They keep happening right along with your world. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Helpsleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S. L-E-Y. Thank you. But anyway, that's enough of, the, of that. It's time to move along to some other weird things like, oh, words. Words that start with the letter V. V and our first one. You're all going to think you know the answer to this one. Our first word is. Everybody shut up. Valentine. The little heart shaped things in Cupid. TUV. The naked baby with the arrows. (laughs) Valentine. Yep. He was a saint. And he was a cardinal or something like that. Well, this they say it's a verb. So this Valentine to Valentine is somebody to, the verb your card. meaning of 
Valentine. And the meaning to this word is to greet with song to at greet mating song. time. So when at it's mating me, time, mating you time. must start singing. You're doing your mating call. I'm going to do my Valentine. Watch out. Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's do the twist. It's a very white <laughs> here. <or something>. Let's <laughs> do the twist. Our next word is vanitarianism. <laughs> vanitarianism. You're very, somebody you're, who doesn't want to be a vegetarian. Just you're, very, you're extremely vain. You're stuck up. It's the, the condition of being stuck up. Hmm. The first, th- this word, I guess you're sort of in the right area. It's a. It means the pursuing of vanities. Oh, so this, yeah, sort of, kind of what I was going for. So I'm not sure if it means like you're looking for a vanity, like you know, in your bathroom. I got one. I got one. <laughs> Brand new one. It's really good. Uh, our next word is. Valiety. 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 It's not invalid. It's valiety. Something that is valial. The people who park your car, they drink tea. Oh, yeah. The valet. valet It's the occupation of being a valet. Sure. I'll go for that. They drink your tea, the valley tea. Oh, the the valley girl with the tea. Well, this word validity, val, val, I'm trying to say it again. To validate something. It means validity. It means a mere wish or desire for something without making an effort to attain it. I <laughs> want so you just I want something want to, do to appear. It's like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I want it, but I want to do anything to get it. Uh... <laughs> Well, our next word is vicambulous. Okay, now here's the deal. I'll try to educate you. Cannabis. I heard cannabis. Vicambulous. 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 I know what an incubus is and a succubus. Incubus and a succubus and a vicambulus. So it's some sort of a uh, Roman god or goddess that sneaks up on you and does something at night. Well, this word means insatiable thing. Yeah. It means one who walks about in the streets. Alligators, so alligators. Vicambulus. <laughs> Maybe you're looking for the bus. Vicambulus alligators. 
walking <laughs> around the streets. Yeah. Our next word is. You learn the definition of nouns and prepositions, literacy is your mission, and that's why I think it's a good time. Vedenda. Oh, and it's a plural noun, it says. Vedenda. You have more than one. You have a vedend. If it's more than one, you have a vedenda. <laughs> I don't even know what a vedenda is. Vedenda. Is that one of those little porches, a little, little thing you have? Oh, that's a gazebo. Never mind. <laughs> a, a veranda. Veranda. That's that word. Hey, that would have been a good one to have for this week. Maybe I'll say that next. <laughs> you can get that one right. <laughs> it reminds me of a joke from the Three Amigos. The one guy asked them, the Mexican girl, Have you ever been kissed on the veranda? No, usually it's just the lips. That's a three amigos joke. Don't blame uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this word here means. Things worth seeing. Things worth seeing. So, like, um, you know, the fudge factory in your. Yeah, I got to go see that fudge factory. I got to see the fudge pop right out of that Uranus factory. <laughs> <laughs> Our next word is work on that grammar. You should know when. Uh, vicatimus? I can't tell if that's I, a C. Vicatimus. It's like those, those insects that only come out every 17 years. Oh, that's cicadas. Never mind. <laughs> vicatimus. Cicadimus. It's a very vivacious cicada. It comes out every seven years. Instead of seven years. Instead of every seven years, it comes out every couple of years. Yeah. It comes out more often. But this word here means. The love of life. I love life. I'm vacating this. Yeah. All right. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Let's see. This next one you guys might get. It is. Vocabularian. No way. Oh. Somebody likes, likes their words. Word, word words. Yeah, like just, Vocabulary yeah. words. I just love yes. those vocabulary words. Ding, 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 ding. This word means one who pays too much attention to words. Like Jill. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we put it on her to do it. <laughs> oh, this one you'll get to, darn it. You better slow down and use the right throne. This next word is vomitoriate. Yeah, you're <laughs> prone, like to, prone to puking. Prone I to can't be. find my vomitoriate. Huh? Or maybe it's yeah. the receptacle you can catch your vomit in when you puke. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it means to vomit. Oh. <laughs> 
Just another word for it. Upchuck. Yeah. Yeah, upchuck. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> we went over I think that I got two more week. words. Let's see. As a possessive, it's a contraction. What's a contraction? Virulent. 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 It means like what to be energetic or something, to be vir- or viral, maybe. You're, you're uh, you know, something like that. I know they have very birds. <laughs> What's that? A very bird. Oh. It's a kind of a bird. Oh. That can predict what? hurricanes. Oh. Well, that's not what this word is. <laughs> this word here means. Okay, now here's some notes. Syntax, you're always dangerous. Actively poisonous. So maybe a snake. Rattlesnake. Yeah, actively poisonous. Oh. Yeah. Like- Jafar from Aladdin. He was a snake like creature. Okay, and one more word. No X in espresso. Your part of simple thing. Vitiperation. Vitiperation. Wow. So like something we do with the vibrator. Or Viagra. <laughs> Viagra Raider. <laughs> Vitipulation. Wow. <laughs> well, tibia is your leg bone, so you're vibrating your leg bone. Your leg, your leg bone tingles, Jill. Oh, is that what that is? Whenever that happens. Oh. Well. But I don't want your if you really want, leave out that this word here means kind of like what Terry said on that tombstone: harshly abusive language. Oh. Yeah. Abusive, abusive language, harsh, language. very harshly Harsh. abusive language. By wow. <laughs> tibulation. We could say veranda just so you get another one right. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's the place where you, where you get kissed at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, with that, all the words. You yeah. know what time it is now. Top 10. Top time ten. for top 10. You got one picked it's, out, or should we spin yeah, the Yeah, I got one picked out. It's, uh, it's already picked out like a nose, huh? Yeah, this is top 10 list of fake towns that you probably heard of or saw on TV. Fake towns, huh? Fake ones, not real. They don't exist anywhere. They could be real. Maybe they're ghost towns. Number 10. Mayberry. That's yeah, not a real town. Apparently not. Carolina. They never. I hear a tornado siren. So do I. Hey, I, uh, in my new house, I'm far enough away from the siren, I can't hardly even hear it at all. 
<laughs> I can't hear it in the background. It's way in the distance. But it's not like next door. No, right. no, no shows were ever filmed. May, there is a Mayberry, North Carolina, but no uh, movies were ever filmed there or shows. Huh. Uh, Andy Griffith himself was from Mount Airy. Right. Number nine. Hooterville. Hooterville. <laughs> That's yeah. where they made all Petty, that chicken. Petticoat Junction. <laughs> and uh, Green Acres. Hooterville. It was featured on Shared with Green Acres, Petticoat Junction, and the Beverly Hillbillies. He's a moving kind of slow at the junction. Petticoat Junction. Oh, yeah, I guess it has some crossover there. Oh, now, whenever I was in uh, Okinawa, the, the little town outside the base was nicknamed Hooterville. <laughs> it wasn't the actual name of the town, but that's what the Marines called it, at least. Right. Ava Gabor, for a while, called it Hootersville until the, uh, until the censors caught on to it. <laughs> Excuse me, but you can't say that like that. Drop the S. <laughs> it, it means something totally different. I guess you have to figure with her accent she could get away with it. But. Oh. And uh, let's see. Number do, 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 do. number eight. Twin Peaks. Oh, similar to Hootersville. <laughs> Only not. Yeah, that was in Alaska, wasn't it? Twin Peaks were. I don't. Some... I don't remember watching that show. It, I don't uh, yeah. Some doctor I thought was 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 a fictional Washington town. Oh, and I thought it was Minnesota for some reason, but Washington. Um, Number seven. Bayport. Bayport. Uh I don't know what show is that one from. Home of the Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. Hardy Uh, Boys mystery back in the day. Yeah, it's been too long ago. I remember watching that, but I don't know what the town was. Now I do. (laughs) Baywatch. It wasn't on Baywatch. That Baywatch on Sam that I downloaded just so I could catch it and watch that show. I never got to see it. Can't see it now. (sighs) Number six. Gotham City. Uh, What? There's no Gotham City. Never heard of it. Where's Batman gonna live if there's no Gotham City? The home of Batman. Can you believe it? 
It's believed to be New York City. Yeah, that's the common uh, idea behind it. Number five. Bedrock. What? <laughs> no bedrock. Where is Dino and Friend of Wimba going to stay? How do they know there's never been a bedrock? It was alive back when dinosaurs were here. It's the home <laughs> of a Stone Age family. <laughs> there could have been a bedrock. How do they know that? An animated cartoon. They were a representation of Jackie Gleason. And the honeymooner, yeah. The honeymooners. What time was that? Bedrock. Bedrock. Twist. Twist. Okay, I thought you said a different one. No, I'm getting ready to. Number four. Cabot Cove. What? Cabot Cove. Cabot Cove. That sounds familiar. It's in the state of Maine. The Stephen King thing? Or she wrote Murder. Oh, Murder she wrote? wrote. Oh, okay. I knew I'd heard of it, but I didn't remember exactly what the show. And... Number three. Shangri-La. There's a Shangri-La. It's over there in uh, the South Pacific. Uh, That's where Aladdin lives, isn't it? Shangri-La. It's it's on the Papua New Guinea somewhere in that district is a Shangri-La. It's a mystical, utopian-like region. It first appeared in Lost Horizons. Hmm. It's supposedly in Tibet. Well, I mean, as far as the movie is concerned, that would be a fictional place, but there actually is a real place called Shangri-La, but eh, I wouldn't call it an idyllic place. (laughs) Right. And uh, then we got number two. Peyton Place. Peyton Place, huh? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. From the old soap opera. A fictional New England town. Where everybody slept with everybody else. That's a good place for <laughs> soap operas to be. Yeah. It's Pop a big so place in your all Harper Valley, hypocrites.
And number one. Metropolis. There's one of them in Illinois. Yeah, Metropolis, <laughs> Illinois. There's a big building with Superman on the side. I think there's even a newspaper called the Daily Planet down there. But of course, it's not the same metropolis because just like Gotham City, it's supposed to be a representation of New York. Right. Well, it says metropolis slash Smallville. So metropolis in Illinois isn't Smallville. (laughs) There you go. Home of Superman slash Clark Kent. And that's it for today's top 10. All right. Thank you for Hope it makes it on the show. (laughs) (laughs) You know how it is when you get those feelings that won't let you sleep. I have to come back and make sure. Well, then we roll into our anchor topic. Which this week would be orientation and mobility and as usual i'm just totally unprepared i got nothing (laughs) (laughs) we need somebody to call it then what what would you say being the involved with the mcab and stuff you get some new people in and they needed some help what would you advise them regarding orientation mobility and, and keep in mind that can cover everything from the basics of walking with the cane to travel to getting yourself from point A to point B for an appointment. Well, we unfortunately would have to refer them to Impact or DHS because you know we, we don't really have anybody trained, you know, as actual instructors for mobility and stuff because you really need a sighted person. I mean, there's so much that a blind person could teach indoors, you know, but uh, Right, and when you're in a safe environment like indoors, you could go one-on-one peer-to-peer with the blind people, but you really do not only need to be qualified you know, having the appropriate degree and credentials, but you really should be a sighted person because it just is a safety factor. Because there is more than just going tapity tap 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 tapping out a beat when you're walking there. It's like you know, right? And the sighted person who is qualified can see that you are indeed walking with the correct techniques, and they can make sure you're not going to run into a garbage can or a tree or something. There's people out there that that just don't know where to go or to train, and they kind of train themselves like that. You know, it's like whenever I hear people like tapity tap tapity tap tap tap, it's like you're blind, right? And like, you're like, you know, you don't have to tap your cane like that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's a good way to find people who are blind, you know, and stuff. But yeah. uh, when they're tapping their cane, I mean, some people have the taps on their shoes, like, you know, or like, uh, I was at Ray Charles, that some other people that would do that, they could hear the clicking of this echo location. Yeah, echo location. Yeah. Some some people actually can yeah. do pretty well with that. Right. I remember whenever I was doing the vending program up there in Chicago, our instructor who just recently retired, 
uh, he, he never walked with a cane. When he did, he just had like a little short identifier cane. And he was totally blind, but he had a really good uh, spatial awareness. So he had a really good sense of <laughs> what was around him, uh, the, the sidewalks, uh, especially if, if it's somewhere he, he went frequently. I mean, you know through the sidewalks as well as the hallways in his house. I call yeah, it. Yeah, and in the building there, the school, I mean, they're there every day, so they know mm. their way around. It's just like being at home, a home away from home. Right. A lot yeah. of the instructors, I noticed at News Canes, back when I went, I could still see a little bit, mm. and I noticed a lot of them didn't. But I say, it'd be I one thing that, you know, you can instruct somebody using a cane inside a building safely, but once you got outside, yeah, if because of traffic and other things. inside or outside i call i just say use the force luke yeah. <laughs> well whenever i need to go someplace all i ever do is hop into <laughs> my magic car and it just when it, when it stops I'm, I'm i'm where i need to be yeah uh, occasionally though it'll stop and it'll be a gas station they'll, <laughs> they'll hop out and like what are you doing like you stopped i'm, I'm with there right <laughs> no i'm getting gas like come back in the car like oh okay it's yeah. just a magic car. Just you know, take a hop in, it stops, and I'm, I'm where I gotta go. Hmm. Like you know, some of the other stuff, you know, like they, you know, they. Uh, I've made a few mistakes whenever I was first learning to walk with the cane. You know, it's like uh, we'd stop and they'd say, "Where well, did you go?" I'd take my cane and I'd go pointing with my cane. You know, just like, <laughs> don't do that. Like a giant no, extended don't arm. Don't lift the cane any more than three inches off the ground. I mean, you don't point with your cane; you'll poke somebody in the eye. It's like and poke somebody oh, anywhere. <laughs> I didn't. And, see and ideally, you keep. I didn't vertical. see anybody out here. I thought it was just me and you. I, and I you keep yeah. it vertical. You don't. Put it at an angle or, or it's not your it. lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's people all around you in Chicago, but they get out of your way when they see you, your blind white cane. And it's like Moses part in the Red Sea, you know, that's like walking. They yeah. get out of your way and stuff. And, well, I didn't ever run into anybody. <laughs> I did. I ran into a, a homeless person sleeping on one of those. They have vents in the ground that are warm, and because I was up there in the winter time, and I'm walking along, not knowing that there's going to be somebody <laughs> laying a dead in the body of the sidewalk. Sidewalk, <laughs> a dead body. <laughs> I'm tapping along, and I hit something with my cane because, of course, you know it's out in front of you. And I thought, what in the world's that? I kept going, you know, kind of slow, trying to figure it out. Stop hitting me with that stick! They said, I said. I'm sorry, and then kept going. My instructor told me homeless people like to sleep on them things because they're nice and warm overnight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or you can stand over it like Marilyn Monroe and let it blow your dress up. Yeah, well, the subway grates, the, the wind from it. Oh, I train. wasn't real sure. I couldn't remember if she even told me what it was. Just some something warm letting heat out. Well, uh, in Chicago, they do have grates. They're like, uh, for the, the furnaces, they just exhaust the extra heat from the building. But what uh, Terry's talking about, the Marilyn Monroe movie, there's actually a it's a well known attraction. You can stand on this this grate, and it goes over the subway tunnel. And as the subway rushes underneath it, you know, it pushes the air in front of it, so it blows it up like a big fan. And as yeah. it rushes past, and the the wind goes down, and there's those are dress Marilyn, up. Yeah, you know, Marilyn Monroe movie had her, had her dress blowing up. 
Yeah, it's that's been there for quite a number of years, you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, in, in the in honor of keeping things short, just a, a few humorous uh, <laughs> thoughts on orientation and mobility, getting from place to place. Yeah, I work and I slave, and what do I get? And um, I seem to, oh, maybe I do have an email. Let me. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? All right. Hello, Keith, Terry, and Jill. This is a story I call Intelligent Crows. On my college campus, uh, the professor had noticed that crows on campus seemed to be astonishingly intelligent. They did a study. The, they seemed to understand that the crows recognized that when the lights were green, cars would go, and when they were red, cars would stop. Using this knowledge, the crows would put nuts in the crosswalk, so during the green light, the cars would run over the nuts and crack their shells, and the crows would come back down and gather up the nuts during the red light. Or so it seemed. The study continues. Unfortunately, despite showing signs of understanding the traffic signals, a lot of crows were dying, being bludgeoned to death as they were ran over. <laughs> Upon examination, they discovered that the crows were specifically only being hit by large vehicles. This fascinated our professors. As a result, the professors set up cameras to monitor the actions of the crows. What they discovered is that the crows actually had a lookout crow that signaled to the other ones whether cars were coming or not. After a lot more monitoring and research and studies, the professors discovered that it was a lack of adequate crow-to-crow -crow communications that was causing these uh, unfortunate crows to be hit by large vehicles. As it turned out, the crows could only say, ka, ka, and not <laughs> truck, truck. <laughs> Hope it makes it on the show. Oh, that's funny. I wondered where that was going. Yeah, and look at where we are. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> well, that brings me to my first final thought. Yeah, it is final thought time. I have a few. I I saw the speed limit sign. I just didn't see the police officer. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't accept friend requests from Hormel Foods. It could be spam. <laughs> I don't like door handles. They turn on you. <laughs> <laughs>
If you think you're too small, try sleeping with a mosquito. If you think you're too small, sleep with the mosquito. Well, I'm not sure I get that. (laughs) I don't either. If God wanted me to touch my toes, he would have put them closer up my body. <laughs> Farther up my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the good one. <laughs> I was just thinking, why do people say heads up when you should duck? And what does a duck have to do with it? <laughs> yeah. Another bad one. Uh. <laughs> I was going to give you a nasty look, but you already got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got one more. <clears throat> a snake walked into a bar. The bartender says, How'd you do that? <laughs> the snake doesn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> they slither into the bar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was just gathering dust. Yeah. It sucks anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you're stupid, I, but you have bad luck when it comes to thinking. <laughs> I don't have any more. <laughs> uh, I got one more I could do. Uh, I was just wondering, how did a fool and his money get together in the first place? <laughs> I got a bunch of bad ones today. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to push all your buttons. I'm just looking for the mute. <laughs> the mute. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of mute, it's time for us to call it quits for the day. <laughs> oh, this is a part of the show where we sign off. Yeah, this is your... more, oh, do you? Well, we won't sign off then. Give us another one. Maybe I got another one too. Maybe I'll get better. Uh, never criticize anyone until you walk a mile in their shoes. <clears throat> then, when you do criticize them, you're a mile away and you have their shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. I need to crash course an airplane joke. And you then, got any? Usually airplane <laughs> jokes over my head, but if I can touch it, catch a tailwind, I should catch up. <laughs> Have you ever wondered 
what prisoners used to call each other cell phones <laughs> yeah that's all i got well i had to throw the prison one in there because stevie's in and out of prison all day <laughs> yeah there we go well i had a neck brace fitted years ago i've never looked back since <laughs> I'm all out. Oh, well. I'm empty. Then, now it's time to sign off. I'm empty. We're empty, huh? Well, uh, this is where we sign off saying thanks for listening. This is your host, uh, uh, saying sign off. And uh, when you're on your favorite web, uh, podcast directory, iTunes or Google or wherever you happen to find us, leave us a rating and review. Or use your favorite podcasting app. is usually a good way to do it. And there, uh, stop by our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. Visit our contact page, send us an email. Tell us your funny story about alligators and cockroaches or raccoons or whatever we're talking about. Uh, so with all that said, stay tuned next week. We'll hear Jill say... W words. <laughs> oh, yeah, W words for next week. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're almost done with the alphabet. Then I don't maybe know where we're going to go. Maybe you'll hear a story about a kitty cat trapped inside of a vending machine in Walmart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bird ahead with a mouse. Oh. Yeah. The kitty cat is probably trying to get that mouse. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. <laughs>